episode 20 of season 3 with myself Sham otherwise known as FPL 2 guys 1 cup on Twitter and myself Rob otherwise known as FPL Panda Rob how are you mate uh, I've had an awful game week so let's get this over and done with well, I'm not too happy about mine either to be fair after after wild carding and getting a red arrow it's a bloody disaster um, so, uh, yeah I suppose yeah it, it could be worse yeah it could be you um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it wasn't too bad of a red arrow, but you don't want a red arrow after getting a while, after having a wild card, right? Uh, um, no, <laughs> no, exactly right. Okay, so um, tonight's agenda, we're going to go through how we did um, for the previous game week. We're then going to discuss two players for our one to watch players that we we saw from uh, the previous game week that we'd like the look of for game weeks coming up. Uh, one from me and one from Rob. We're then going to go through two hot topics. Uh, the first of which is a Twitter from a Twitter poll, and the winner was Lukaku, the curious case of Romelu. We're going to look at some stats as to where where he's gone wrong or where Chelsea have gone wrong or what's happening. Should we keep him? Should we sell him? Should we buy him? What should we do with him? Um, and then we're going to be talking about our hot topic that we've chosen, which is Brentford. Um, they've got a great run of fixtures coming up. Um, so who should we be buying, if anyone? Um, we'll then quickly talk about our, f- our first impressions for next game week, um, what we're thinking about doing and captaincy. Right. Rob, let's talk- get stuck into it, mate. How was your game week? Uh, well, my game week was... Shocking. Um, although, uh, so yeah, I've got a six-pointer from Robert Sanchez as well as six points from Cancelo. Um, Luke Shaw, like, yeah, don't need to talk about that. Um, yeah, Neil Poir from him. Veltman, thanks to Graham Potter getting itchy fingers in the 58th minute, uh, took him off after he got a yellow card, so it's zero for him. Um, yeah, that... 120 seconds difference cost me five points um, for his clean sheet. Um, then Gray, two points. Mount, uh, just with the single point. Um, Salah returned, but I think half the half the game, well, over half the game, had a Salah captaincy this week. Uh, ben Rama, uh, yeah, not much to report there, three points. Uh, Wang two points, Antonio one point, Ronaldo two points. Um, yeah, awful really. Um, it was I took a minus four in the end. Um, I know we spoke quite a bit uh, on the live stream on Thursday, um, but I stuck stuck with my guns and yeah, brought in Cancelo and Huang for Sufal and Bamford. So. I made. I made Sufal. Did Sufal play on Sunday? No. No, he didn't. Okay, so I got six more point. Well, two more points after the minus four than I would have got. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's all right. <laughs> like the move was good, but yeah, I think it's just 
think with Veltman it was just unlucky in the end. Um, yeah, so a bit of a bit of a drop, about another two hundred k drop um, down to one million. Where are you at now? One million. One million. So I've 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 said that I'm not gonna. I've said in game week seven, not gonna wild card. Game week eight, not gonna wild card. Now I just have to not panic and yeah. ride it out. Um, I'm almost. I'm, like, I'm I'm not too far away from what most other teams have got anyway. Um, I've probably got to have a punt here or there um, in the next few weeks to try and push me up the rankings a little bit further, of which we will probably talk about one or two of my punts um, in the next hour or so. Yeah, see, this is the thing that we was talking about that I was saying on the live stream on Thursday, right, is that um, if you have a poor game week like you have and you kind of now dip to a million places, you know, you're going to feel pressure to play that wild card and it's about now holding that pressure out and going, okay, fine, I'm just going to take it in. I know I'm going to lose some spots, but hopefully by game week 14, 15, 16, when you're ready to use it, you can gain that. But <laughs> it's, are you going to be too much behind at that point? Yeah. But then you've still got, even at that point, you've still got over half a season, right? We've seen plenty of managers in the past be at 1.5, 2 million rank by game week 14, 15, 16, and come back to finish within the top 50, 100K, right? So yeah. it's not like I you mean, can do it. I mean, we were, we were both similar last year, sort of both around 700, 800K. And I finished, what, 75K-ish. And if yeah. you hadn't made a couple of stupid decisions and had a bit of luck your way, you might have finished further up. Um, but yeah. you finished a long way back. Uh, <laughs> but that was in but the it's past. Not still only like 100K. Yeah, and it's, it's still good. Like, And I think we're, we're now looking at, what, eight and a half million players. Um, like, it's not like... Uh, like when I started playing, anything in the top hundred k is great. Um, because like you're still like you're well up there. Now it's probably more like one hundred and fifty to two hundred k with the amount of players there are. Um, yeah. Like yeah, the you've obviously got to increase that sort of top level um, a little bit. So yeah, I mean the aim is still. Uh, somewhere in in the 10 to 50k bracket but it's going to be a it's going to be a long push and just need to stick to the guns i think okay well so my game week then um i'm just bringing up my team now so yeah 56 points um on a wild card very disappointing to be honest with you um i took a couple of gambles so went with mares as a gamble i went with double city double chelsea and I was on Chilwell in Aspilicueta, and I joined quite a few spaces on, on Twitter spaces on Friday, listening to some stuff, reading some stuff. And a lot of people were saying that um, Alonso might be coming in because um, of the height, um, because there wasn't, because Rudiger wasn't there. They didn't really have height in that defence. So they're thinking, you know, Chilwell going in there, not as tall as Alonso, etc., I was a bit worried and I thought, okay, well, and I thought James was pretty nailed on because Rudiger being injured, Aspilicueta coming in and a centre-back, James would play right-back. Well, there, was a, there was a slight possibility that 
Uh, Hudson Odoi might play right back, right wing back. And obviously, fixtures came out, and you know, Tuchel's completely changed it up and put Chalobah and Sar and um, who else was it at centre back? Someone else at centre back. I can't remember who it was. Who else was centre back? Chalobah, Sar. What's it, Christensen? Christensen, yeah. And Aspilicueta played them um, right back. So, yeah, disappointing with that. Um, James coming on for the one-pointer. And then, obviously, Diaz being benched, which we all thought he was like, nailed. Obviously, he got a one-pointer. So, made the right moves in terms of double City, double Chelsea, but just the wrong players. <laughs> the wrong assets, yeah. You know, the difference between... Yeah, the difference between James and Chilwell is like 14 points. You know, that would have been massive. That would have been a big green arrow for me. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, although had Liveramento come in off the bench as well as Embuemo. And really, even though, you know, a lot of people were pissed off with James and uh, Diaz coming, up, uh, coming on for a one-pointer, to me it was only one-point difference because Brownhill was my third sub and he got two points. So if either one of them didn't play... I would have got Brown Hill, so it's only one point difference in the end. Um, but yeah, so that was me, 56 points, a uh, small red arrow uh, to 51k now, still around 50k. I'm happy with that, but obviously disappointing from a wild card um, being on a red arrow. I mean, there's a lot of people that wild carded into sort of very similar teams and um just like uh, we kind of know that the city teams it's like a flip of a coin isn't it whether like who starts who doesn't start etc and i think you i mean you you knew you were taking that gamble with mares um yeah. maybe not so much with diaz um and yeah it's it's probably it's difficult to take with um Reese James as well because it looked like he the only yeah, other one that I would have had instead of Mares would have been Foden, um, and Foden kind of only got three more points than Mares, so I'm not too aggrieved by that. Hmm. Um, and I think the other good thing with having Mares at eight point seven, I've still got quite a money, quite a bit of money in the bank. I think I'm just going to double check. Um, and so yeah, so I've got one point one in the bank. Mares is eight point seven, so to move. To Sun in the next couple of weeks, which is kind of what we're what I'm aiming for in game week 11 or 12. It's going to be a lot easier to mm -hmm. move up tomorrow. I'm not going to have to um, to move up to Sun, so I'm not going to have to make too many changes, and I can probably do it for free. Um, so yeah, right. Let's move on then to our ones to watch. So we both picked a couple of players that performed or we thought that performed quite well from uh, um, an eye test point of view um, this game week. Uh, I've gone for Callum Wilson. Uh, you've gone for Bobby Firmino. Two players that maybe we want to have a look at for the next few weeks. Um, so how do they compare, Rob? Um, so, <laughs> unbelievably, it's... Uh, yeah, Callum Wilson has um, actually amassed three and a half uh, games... Uh, this season uh, with a return of 24 points um, compared to Bobby Firmino's 2.4, just under two and a half games where he's amassed 31 points of which 20 of them were on uh, Saturday lunchtime. Um, value, both same sort of uh, value point. Uh, Bobby's obviously scored one more goal, uh, again, three of them at the weekend. Um, he has got a 
got an assist. Um, we do see Bobby Firmino in this uh, Liverpool side as more of a creator, um, both in the way that he creates space for Salah and Mane to push forward from the wings and come inside. Um, but he also tends to be that sort of person for the link-up, um, whether he's the person playing the final ball or um, the ball before the final ball. Um, so generally with Firmino, you are getting that little bit of extra creativity as well. Shots, um, you've got... a. Callum Wilson's taken 11 shots this season, averages at 3.1 a game, um, compared to Firmino, who only takes 2.1 a, uh, a game. Um, but, amazingly, out of, so out of Firmino's five shots this season, he has got them all on target. He hasn't wow. got a single shot off target. Um, whilst out of Callum Wilson's 11 uh, shots on goal, only five of them have been on target. Um, shot creating actions, uh, Firmino 9, Wilson 4, like we said, he's the more creative out of the two. Um, so then we go on to the XG, uh, Firmino 2.8, um, so he's actually outperforming his XG at the moment. Um, his XA of 0.7, uh, Callum Wilson at 1.9 XG and an XA of 0.1, um, giving... So each of them are XG and XO, goal contribution, expected goal contribution per 90 of 1.44 for Firmino and 0.57 for Wilson. On that note, with the uh, XG per 90 of 1.16 for Firmino, over the last four seasons at Liverpool, He's averaged around 0 0.4 um, as an XG per 90. Um, Do you think it's difficult to kind of quote these numbers? I know obviously they're, they're facts and the numbers are the numbers, <laughs> but because of his kind of, it's over a short space of time, that's maybe why his numbers are in Yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, if we came back and looked at this, it in a few weeks' time when they've both played sort of 10 lots of 90 minutes, then it might be, it's like more reflective of um, what's going on. Um, like then if you go, it went 20, 30 games. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting more accurate averages, aren't you? So, but it does tell me that from the last four seasons, Roberto Firmino is in the form form of his life. <laughs> like at the moment, um, yeah, it yeah. tells me that he hasn't performed to um, this level as a striker um, for well for Liverpool at all. So um, yeah, it's at eight point eight, maybe a little bit on the pricey side, um, but. If you like, if you've got Salah, you've got Trent, and you fancy getting on a another Liverpool asset because they do seem like um, the team that sort of just sort of swept everyone away um, at will a couple of seasons ago. Um, yeah, he could be he could be worth, it, especially when like from the midfield, like in the past, you had players like 
you had like one album that you could go for like that sort of cheaper midfield option if you wanted to triple up on Liverpool. Um, Robertson hasn't really performed if you wanted to go for a defender where in the past you go TA, Robertson and Salah. Um, Mane is probably a bit on the pricey side because of the other premiums that are available. So Bobby Firmino could be um, a way to triple up on this Liverpool side. Yeah, the one that I looked liked was um, Wilson. Wilson's always been quite is a fiery player. We know that, and um, with Newcastle at the moment, they seem to be quite buoyant after the the takeover. And we know that they're quite an attacking side. And between game weeks nine and sixteen, they've got fairly good run of fixtures. So they've got Palace away, Chelsea at home, Brighton away, Brentford at home, Arsenal away, Norwich at home, Burnley at home, Leicester away. It's not a bad run of fixtures, to be fair. Um, and then, obviously, they run into some tough ones um, from 17 to 20. Um, sorry, not is it Leicester away? Yeah, Leicester away in 16. So, I think there's someone that you can look at, um, although there is a lot of competition at that price, and, and that's the issue. I think the reason why we wanted to highlight these two players was everyone's talking about the likes of Antonio and Tony and Vardy and... Armstrong and all these other players, but no one's really talking about these two. So it's good to kind of keep an eye on hmm. and see where it goes. It, Bobby Firmino is not probably a buy now, is it, Rob? Um, no, but in game week ten they play Brighton at home. Um, like yeah, game week ten Brighton at home. Then they got West Ham away, Arsenal at home, Southampton at home, Everton away, Liverpool um, Wolves away, Villa away, Newcastle at home. Um, and Spurs, like, between game week 10 and game week uh, 21 when they play Chelsea, um, they play Leicester, Spurs, Everton and Arsenal and West Ham. So they've got, like, six or seven decent fixtures um, and four or five trickier fixtures. But I honestly am starting to think some of these Liverpool assets are, are pretty fixture proof as as people would say so um like and if like you've got Mohamed Salah in the form like he's in the form of his of his career like he's yeah, brilliant at the is. moment and that's just him being that good is just going to lead to I think more returns for Firmino and Mane because the, the other thing with Salah is he isn't being as selfish which is actually making him a better better FPL asset. Um whereas before he used to he'd take lots of shots, he'd miss a lot of shots and he'd hold the ball. I mean the ball um to for the first goal on Saturday was brilliant. And Oh what a ball that was. Yeah. And it's like what a ball that was. Yeah, and you you I don't think you you, you wouldn't expect that of Salah he'd normally try and take the player on and carry on, carry on. But he played the ball so early, and if he's doing stuff like that, Firmino is going to be the one in there because it's not like the ball's still out wide and far away. So he's he's playing as the top man. Is as Salah and Mane get close to the goal, he pulls out a little bit to create that space inside. So yeah, if, they, if Salah's going to be playing balls like that, Firmino's the one that's going to be on on the end of them. Um, so yeah. I'm, I've definitely got my eye on him as a possible punt uh, from game week 10. Okay. 
Right, let's move on then to our first top topic. Uh, which one did you want to go through first, Rob? Let's have a look at Brentford first. Um, and then, because because the the other discussion uh, will probably be longer <laughs> or shorter, I don't know. We we shall see. Brentford are coming into a good run of fixtures. Um, those fixtures are Leicester at home, Burnley away, Norwich at home, Newcastle away, Everton at home, Tottenham away, Leeds away, Watford at home, then United at home. Southampton away and Brighton away. Decent fixtures. A couple of tough ones in there. Man United at home, but I can see Brentford attacking them and scoring there. Tottenham away. We know what um, Tottenham away uh, away uh, are like at the moment defensively. Um, so a really good run of fixtures that we might want one or possibly two Brentford assets. Um, we've got some data on, on the screen now for those watching on YouTube, and that's going to kind of tell you which Brentford assets are looking good from a stats point of view. Let me just tell you my opinion on Brentford from an eye test point of view before we um, you go into the stats, Rob. Um, they seem like a side that's very well drilled from uh, the few matches that I've watched of them for 90 minutes. Um, they were the better side against Chelsea on Saturday, and they at least deserved a draw. Um, if it weren't for Mendy pulling off some amazing saves, um, the the asset that I really like is Embuemo. I just think he offers such good value there at five point five. Um, stats show as well that he's he's performing. He played really well against West Ham when I watched him. Uh, within the first kind of fifteen minutes, I was like, I was thinking to myself, what this they're going to score like, and he was on the end of it. Um, amazingly, he's hit the woodwork six times so far this season. He's basically um, Brighton, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, six times he's hit the woodwork, and the next highest player has hit the woodwork once. Which is ridiculous. Which is everyone else. Now, is that, yeah, um, <laughs> is that poor finishing or is that unlucky? I, think I don't know. It's difficult. It's right? unlucky, isn't it? If he, if he hit the post, it's unlucky. Like, I wouldn't say it's... Even though it counts technically as not a shot on target. Right? It depends. I think each, each, each case would, yeah, you'd count them individually depending where the keeper's positioned and where you're taking the shot from. But generally, I'd say hitting the post is unlucky. Um, so Embuemo, I think, is the pick for me from an eye test point of view from midfield. Um, I really like the look of Pinnock in defence. Uh, we'll see whether or not the stats prove that to be true or not. Um, and obviously, Ivan Tony offers such great value at 6.4 million um, from a forward point of view. For me, I think it's a case of having two Brentford. Um, I'm currently on, on Wemmer only, and the plan was always to have a couple of game weeks with Armstrong and move on to Tony. Uh, and, you know, after the Leicester game on the weekend, that's what I plan on doing. Rob, what do you think? Well, first things first. Here's a question for you, um, for, for the graphic. Can you name the five players that are at the top of the graphic? Um, I can have a guess. <laughs> go on, have a guess. I can have a guess. These, so these five players are currently, so their points per million, it gives them the best value in the Brentford side. And I know you're looking at the, without looking at the Premier League website. No, I'm not looking. And looking at the headshots. I'm looking at. No, no, no. What, what I'm, what I'm looking at is the headshots <laughs> and the price, right? Um, I've got a larger screen image up on 
on the image that you sent me on Twitter. Right, okay. So the one that's 4.7 million, I'm going for as Pinnock. No. Oh, no, no, it's not Pinnock. Janssen. Janssen. Yes, that is Pontus Janssen yes. at 4.7 million. And then the on the right must be Pinnock. Yeah. 4.6. And then 5.5, I'm going Canos. Yep, Sergi Canos. And then Embuemo and then Tony. Yes, correct. Well done. So the only reason why I know this is based on their prices. <laughs> I can't remember their prices because I've been looking at looking at their prices, but not not by looking at them. Um, so, so there you go. For I mean, for those on YouTube, because it hasn't got the names on it, so we've got uh, yeah, the five best value for money currently um, players from Brentford, um, like Rayo could be out there out there as well. I think. Um, but I just wanted to concentrate on the outfield players rather than sit here and roll off XG of the goalkeeper. Um, so, yeah, Pontus Janssen, Ethan Pinnock, Sergi Canos, Brian Mbrumo, who I think is the uh, con- correct pronunciation, and uh, Ivan... Mbwemo? Ivan Tony. No, it's apparently it's Mbrumo. No, because it's not B-U-E. Mbumo. It's B-E-U. It's M-B-E-U-M-O. So it gives it a right, okay. ooh rather than a wham like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, we'll we'll have the we'll have the English uh, language lesson uh, later. So um, Ethan Pinnock and Ponce Janssen actually are the yeah the two most best value for money. Um, they both scored forty points. Um, Ethan Pinnock with his uh, slightly cheaper price tag um, makes him. Uh, better value for money. Um, goals, uh, Mbumo and Tony uh, up there both with two. Um, Janssen's uh, got a goal as well over the season as well as an assist. Um, Pinnock's got uh, one assist. I think on fantasy, I think he has a second assist. Um, whilst Tony leads it in assists. Now shots. Mbumo, the midfielder, has taken more shots than Ivan Tony, um, nineteen to seventeen. Um, Doesn't surprise me. No, um, he. I mean, I've noticed that he plays almost like the number nine, and Tony plays almost like a ten. Well, they're playing. They're playing three five two, aren't they? Really? Yeah. So he's but Tony's kind of drops in a little bit more into that space uh, yeah. between the midfield and uh, between the midfield and the defence of the opposition. Um, Tony, obviously, his shots on target percentage is higher, um, 29.4%. And Bumo, 15.8%. But obviously, that would it would suffer from... Like he's got three shots on target. If you, if you whacked on the, the uh, six uh, shots that hit the post, he got nine. Like, and then it's, yeah. and then it's uh, 50% shots on target. Uh, shot creating actions uh, between the two of them uh, 18 for Tony, 16 from Bumo. Uh, goal creating actions 3 for Tony, 0 from Bumo. But then uh, Kanyos has been in there uh, and Pinnock um, both with 3 as well. So just um, just a quick thing I, I, I'm this is kind of to do with it, but not to do with it. Um, I was listening to a podcast cast the other day uh by fml fpl with the uh, by with the makers or and the kind of workers of fb ref 
and they were talking about what well, all, all these statistics are taken from FB ref, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, they were talking about what all of this means in detail. Mm -hmm. um, so for anyone that is kind of listening and not understanding what shot creation actions are and all those things and want to learn more about how you can apply these things to FPL, I highly recommend you. It's only a 28-minute podcast. Um, it was like done a couple of weeks ago. So it's an FML FPL podcast um, in detail, with, and they'll explain to you what all of these shot creation and goal creation actions mean because it can get complicated, all these different types of stats. So. Yeah, I mean, I essentially see it as a shot creation action is um, like a potential assist or a potential assist of assist. Yeah, so what when I was listening the other day, what he was, and may, I don't know if you've, you've listened to it, but maybe it would be good for you to listen to it as well because it, it really helped me. Is you could have, for example, two goal creating actions per goal, even though it's only been one goal. So, for example, Salah against City, he did a dribble and then he did a take on, and that was two classed as two even though it was one goal because he could so have had a shot on this because the first take the first take on he get he could have had a shot and then he turned inside and yeah or he turned out which is then where he took the second had the second opportunity yeah. to shot and it's really interesting to kind of listen and understand so yeah i know it's a side note to this but if you're listening and kind of want to, want to understand more about what all these things mean definitely listen to that podcast anyway sorry Rob. Go cool um, right, non this one we can call non-penalty XG because Ivan Tony has had a couple of penalties. Um, 1.5 for Ivan Tony, um, which is pretty awful, uh, and 3.7 for Mbumo. Um, per 90, that works out at half a goal, well, half an expected goal uh, per 90 from Mbumo, and 0.19 for Ivan Tony. Um, but on the other hand, uh, expected assists, 0 0.09 from Bumo uh, per 90 and 0 0.31 for Tony per 90. Um, so giving them uh, expected goal contribution of uh, 0.58 per 90 for Mbumo and 0.5 for Tony at the moment, especially at 0.9 cheaper, um, and a midfielder, so you're getting an extra uh, point for any clean sheets they keep, and an extra point for any goals that he scores. I think Mbumo is is like a must-have compared to Ivan Tony. Um, I yeah, I think yeah, I I, I think I, if I was looking at with my six point four, I'd probably be looking at trying to invest that somewhere else um and I still don't want to double up I, I still don't fancy the double up i do think i will have mbumo um in the next couple of weeks but i'm still not quite feeling the double up purely because um yeah that 0.19 xg um and in like the games that i've watched of brentford um i mean barring the uh, what game was it where Ivan Tony just went crazy um, a few few weeks ago? Barring whatever game that was, um, Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Um, I haven't like seen him as like a proper proper goal a goal threat. 
Um, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want one of my forwards just to be getting assists, which is what okay. potentially you're going to get. And it's kind of like how, like we've spoken, uh, just spoken about Firmino, and that's what you kind of in the last few seasons. That's what you'd expected from him. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm just not sure whether I could spend my six point four million somewhere else, either just making that um that sort of cheap forward position um like having just some bench fodder there or um and then reinvesting money into the midfield to just boost one of my midfielders up to maybe a son uh, or someone like that or um looking at someone else around that six point six to seven million mark um which it's not much uh, going, is there? So, okay, right. Let's move on then to our next hot topic, which is the curious case of Romelu Lukaku. Rob, you've done quite a lot of um, detail here to assess yeah. what is going on with Rom, and as it stands right now, he is my triple captain for game week nine against Norwich. As it stands, before I've spoken to you, before we've done this podcast, before I've seen these stats, I can't guarantee that by the end of the podcast or by the end of game week, at the beginning of game week nine, it will still be on Romelu Lukaku or if it will still be activated. But as it stands right now, I really fancy him against Norwich. Um, but you've done quite a lot of stats to see um, kind of what's going on because when we spoke earlier on in the week you seem to think that there was something wrong with Chelsea and not something wrong with Lukaku and when I say something wrong with Chelsea I mean more the formation that they're set up in as to why this doesn't suit Romelu and you've looked at kind of what formations he's been in the past and how he performed then so what's what's this all telling you what do you think um so uh, I mean I've taken I had a look at um so what website there was one of the um data and like football data analysis websites um lets you just look at uh teams and their most popular formations um so i just went and found out what so from belgium from man united from inter milan and from chelsea what uh the the most popular formations um are used from each um so, I mean, at the moment um, with Chelsea, I mean, in the last two games, uh, Thomas Tuchel has employed a 3-5-2. Um, and this is what one of the reasons why I wanted to look at the formation, because he's suddenly switched um, from this 3-4-2-1 um, that he's played all of last season, uh, more or less, um, and for the start of this season. And now he's moved suddenly moved into this 3-5-2. Um, and I think it's because of the dip in form from Romelu Lukaku. Um, now, his, in his time at Inter, um, he generally played in a 3-5-2 um, or a 3-4-1-2 or a 3-1-4-2. Um, there's, a, there's a common denominator there, and that's the two up top. Um, when, and we know that at Inter in uh, the sort of the last two seasons before this one. Um, he was producing his best numbers. We looked at it in pre-season. Um, he was producing some, yeah, his best numbers of his career. Um, 
then at United, he he was in a at the uh, when it, I mean he didn't play all of these games, but generally it was a four-two-three-one or four-three-three, and it's the odd occasion um, they'd play a four-three-one-two, um, and a four-three-one-two would generally be against one some of the biggest like the top sides. They generally played uh, two up top and um, yeah one. Uh, free holding. Um, what it tells me at the moment is so his shots per ninety he takes two point six shots per ninety, which is a slight drop off um, from his time at Inter um, of two point eight per ninety. Again, like we said earlier, this is just a small amount of data. This is seven games worth, so it's it's not a huge amount, but it does tell me. Um, that there's a slight drop off at the moment. Shots on target 0.7 um, per 90. Um, at Inter it was 1.3. At United it was 1.4. For Belgium it's um, he has a, sh a shot on target every 90 minutes. Um, it's down to 27.8% for Chelsea. His like shot conversion. Um, and I mean. It, at Inter, it's in the mid 40s. At United, it was over 50%. Um, and for Belgium, it was in the low 40s. So it's, it's a worrying drop off um, there. And I know that. What makes you think What makes you think that it's the formation and not just Romelu's form at the moment? The main thing is the fact That's that. I can't see. So at the moment, like in the graphic here, like the highlighted uh, item like stats are mainly. And I've picked all right per 90. They're mainly under Inter, where he plays in a two up top, and where well, where he played in a two up top. And then um, in the last couple of games for Chelsea, um, it was, I mean, against Juve, they lost. And then against Brentford, disappointing um, performance, they went with two up but top with him playing. and Werner. I was going to say, they've been playing two up top the last few game weeks with Werner there. No, they've been playing a 3 4 2 1. With Werner playing as a winger. Oh, right, okay. Um, right, okay. So, I mean, these formations are all based off, um, like, percentage of time that a player, that uh, the players are sent bending in certain areas of the pitch. Um, so, essentially, yeah, they've been playing a 3 4 2 1, although we do see. Um, Timo Werner move inside a lot to create what could look like a two up top. The other problem with this though is him playing up top with Timo Werner means because the way that Timo Werner plays, he's actually taking some of the space that Lukaku drives off of. Um, yeah, this is what I was thinking. And he then they basically they essentially just get in the way of each other um a little bit and it's led to Lukaku then dropping in deeper to try and receive the ball earlier um which means he's then further away from the goal he then doesn't take his take his shots um it's it's just it's a little concerning at the moment um i mean it's yeah xg of 0.45 per 90 is less than what 
oh, I mean, it's 0.46 per 90 at United, but it's still less at 0.52 per 90 at Inter. Um, where here's the one that kind of proves that he's dropping in deeper and um, almost becoming more of the creator. His XA is more than it's ever been um, at 0.28 per 90 um, compared to 0.2 at Inter. Um, so his goal contributions actually are higher than, like expected goal contributions are higher than they've been um, with either of his last two clubs or his country. Um, but do you need him to be scoring goals? Not. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and then he hasn't scored in four. Um, I mean, we can understand why, um, yeah, lots of people will move off of Ronaldo and go to Lukaku and captain him um, against Norwich this weekend. But, I mean, personally, at the moment, I'm wondering whether uh, I should be moving off uh, Ronaldo and going uh, somewhere else ahead of this weekend at my own, I mean, at my like it could go horribly wrong and Lukaku goes yeah, and bangs in five but I but... think um in your position at the moment Rob you need to pick your battles like, hmm. but the the thing is we know that if you're truly if you if you're truly against Romelu and you really don't think he's going to perform whatsoever and you're like kind of like kind of really adamantly like there's no way he's going to perform then fair enough go without but if you're like, look, the stats are showing this. I don't think he is, but I'm not 100% sure. Then my opinion would be to go on to him and don't captain him if you're not if if you don't think if you don't think that he's going to perform. But then why are you bringing in Rom if you're not going to captain him? Is my argument exactly? Um, I mean, if I wasn't going to bring him in, it, I'd probably be looking at um, Vardy um, or using that Ronaldo money on uh, KDB. Yeah. So that would, I mean, they're the two other players that they've got, got decent fixtures um, coming up. Um, so it would make a good reinvestment. Um, I'm, I'm not here to tell you, yeah, Norwich at home, like, yeah, don't captain Lukaku because he is the standout uh, captaincy option for this week. I'm just not sure it's the right captaincy option this week. Um, yeah, because Definitely. of the form, the stats, um, the way it looks like Chelsea are struggling to move into this new formation, and it it hasn't worked for him in the past playing in a one up top. Um, I mean, at United, he was just seemed isolated and having to do far too much work for himself. Whereas when he gets a, has a second run up person up top with him, he's less isolated and the other per, he can share that workload. Um, and Tuchel said, um, is it today? He had his interview today for his Champions League. He said he's tired and maybe overworked. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Um, now, that's alarm bells uh, to me. I mean, I... I have. I play the, I'm playing the uh, the Champions League game this year, and I I haven't brought in. Even though Chelsea have got Malmo as their double header for the middle of the group stages, 
Um, you haven't brought in Lukaku, and he would have been a massive captaincy option uh, for both uh, game days. But I haven't done it because of <laughs> that too short uh, interview. It does mean, though, you probably, I mean, he will start at the weekend. There's no doubt he'll start at the weekend. But he is a he's a player that in the past uh, I mean talking from my experience of watching him week in week out United when he's not on low on confidence he does struggle to lift himself back out of it um, and other parts of his game then drop and I'm wondering if he's just yeah it could be the tiredness slight lack of confidence he hasn't scored for a while yeah is is there is there this drop here? I mean, personally, you're thinking of hitting the triple captain button and, yeah, I, I'm almost at the complete other end where I'm not even, I'm thinking about not even owning him. Say, if I, I was, I was going to say, if you're thinking of not even owning it, owning him and maybe not even captaining him, then there's no way that you're going to agree or think that he's anywhere near a triple captain. No. Um, um, I mean, before we started recording, uh, we had a quick, quick look, and I mean, speaking of the like the triple, the triple captainship, oh, I think there's going to be so many opportunities to use it this season, um, where there'll be better value in using it. Um, there's there's the potential of a Chelsea triple game week, um, depending on um, if they don't advance from the League Cup quarterfinals, um, but then get to the final of the World Club Cup. Um, there is likely to be a triple game week in game week 21 uh, that will involve uh, them playing Liverpool, Everton and Wolves. Um, if I wanted to triple captain Lukaku, I'd do it in those three games um, if that happened. Um, you've also got so many other premiums now. In pro previous seasons, it's it's kind of been like a case of Salah or Aguero, and the odd time Kane when he's had a decent double. This year, year we've got um, Salah, KDB, uh, Bruno, Ronaldo, Lukaku, um, Vardy, Kane, Son, like all with unannounced Antonio for Antonio in there all with unannounced double game weeks that we know that we'll know will happen later in the season um, yeah I, 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 Norwich at home in game week 9 what about Shane Duffy Shane, Shane Duffy yeah throw, throw him in there um, yeah, he's, he's got Newcastle in game week 11 that, that could be more profitable <laughs> Um, yeah, I just think when you haven't got seen the mapped out potential double game weeks or anything, and I've given you a possible triple game week that could happen in eight weeks' time, and so and I, I think there's better value in that triple game week, considering that the second game and the third game would be a week apart from each other, um, because it's the it's the week of the FA Cup third round. Um, so they could play Monday, uh, some Saturday, Wednesday, FA Cup third round where we potentially get rested anyway, and then play a third game um, in a triple game week. Triple I prefer that. To your side then. 
right let, let's forget about the triple captaincy for a second for those listeners that um have let, let's go with three scenarios right uh, if they've got rom do you keep no uh, yeah like you can't yeah you can't really sell him really ahead okay. of the fixture can you sell him no okay so right so you've got him and you've got Salah, do you captain? I think you captain either. Should captain either? Okay. If you don't have Rom, but you've got Ronaldo, do you buy? This is the quandary I'm in. And I think Yeah. I'm I I'm definitely selling Ronaldo this week. Um just not sure who to. But not to I it'll probably I mean it'll probably end up I'm, I'm probably gonna end up having to keep an eye on uh Romilly's ownership um over the next couple of days and it'll probably be I mean yeah i'll end up going with lukaku um as a more of a defensive move as a just in case but i just yeah I, there's nothing to tell me um from the last sort of three or four game weeks that Romelu Lukaku is going to absolutely go crazy this week. I think Timo Werner is just as likely to go crazy this week. Fair enough. Right. Anything else on Rom? Well, are you still going to triple captain him? Uh, I don't know. I'm definitely going to captain him, though. I'm not sure about triple <laughs> I'd, I'd, still not sure. I definitely wouldn't travel gap to You've had some, had some horrible ideas, but when when he uh, gets hooked at 55 minutes for a, and gets a yellow card, that's a waste of your triple captain, isn't it? That chip is shit anyway. doesn't really matter. If you use it, right, it's like, I've had seasons in the past where, like, Aguero, I've had... I had him as a triple captain. I had Kane a few years ago as well. All sort of over 60-point triple captains. Yeah. And it's like, if you use it in the right week and don't try and gamble with it, then it works out. Like, we saw, I saw someone triple captain Firmino at the weekend. And it's like, it's like it, it is, but it paid off. Which, like, you, I think you're then hoping for something similar. Something like that, yeah. Um, I don't think Triple Captain Lukaku is stupid, though. I don't think, no, it's it's not stupid. It's, I think it's maybe impatient. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, because, but the, the season's only just begun. Uh, like really like feels like it's been going on forever but with all these fucking international breaks that seem to last half the month um yeah, we're, we're only eight game weeks into the season there's 30 game weeks to go and yeah to use your triple captain on a fixture for a team team that isn't free scoring like if it was the Bruyne against Norwich and you're going, oh, I'm going to triple captain. I fancy De Bruyne. I'm going to triple captain him. Be like, yeah, all right then. It's like, it's a team that scores lots of goals. Salah against Norwich. It's like, yeah, go on, go for it. It's a team that scores lots of goals. Chelsea don't score a lot of goals. <laughs> Not at the moment. 
Um, like you want to give yourself the best opportunity to get your 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 asset that you're triple captaining returns, whether it be goals or assists. And for that to happen, you want to you need the team they play for to have a very high chance of scoring lots of goals. And at the moment, I just don't think Chelsea have a high chance of scoring lots of goals. Well, they might win. I think they'll score two or three against Norwich at the weekend, but I can't see them being like, not like the Chelsea of 10 years ago that would score score six or seven um, and the striker gets a, gets a haul. Um, you know, I just can't see that. Okie doke. Well, that's uh, our debate on Romelu. And um, as we come to the near end of our podcast, uh, there's not much left to discuss other than what our potential plans are for this week, Rob. So I, I guess from our discussion, you don't really know, do you? No. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, in all honesty, it probably will be Ronaldo to Lukaku. Um just because like I can watch the his ownership just gradually creeping up and up and up. I mean, it was thirty six point six percent early this afternoon. Um, I reckon by uh, the deadline on Friday evening, uh, for everyone listening, it's Friday evening deadline. Um, he could be well over forty five percent because it's if like Ronaldo's dropped. Uh, about 10% in the last couple of days. So, yeah, it's just going to swing the other way. Um, and Lukaku's going to be up there in the ownership. But, yeah, I think I, I think at that point, I like, once it hits sort of over sort of 42, 43%, I think I kind of have to do it. And it's in all rightness, it's, it's going to happen. So, yeah, I think I'll be forced into that move uh whether i like it or not and i'll i mean yeah even though sat like salah's now at the point where his effective ownership is going to be over 100 percent every week um so yeah lukaku's effective ownership will probably it could be still less than salah's at um at the deadline um so you actually got more upside from captain Lukaku over Salah. Um, yeah. and, but it's a, at, we're at that stage now where with this ownership of Salah, um, you pretty much kind of have to captain him every week and then just pick that like odd fixture here and there where you might be able to compete with him. Um, like Liverpool have got Brighton at home. Captain Salah, West Ham away, Captain Salah, Arsenal at home, Captain Salah, Southampton, Captain Salah. Like, I think maybe Everton when Chelsea play Watford and then you can go to Lukaku again. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll probably bring Lukaku in and I'll probably only, out of these fixtures against Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester, United and Watford, I will captain him twice <laughs> um, against Norwich and Watford. Fair enough. Well, for me this week, I'm just rolling. Um, no moves to make, and I will be captaining Lukaku. Maybe triple captaining Lukaku. Um, Maybe not, though. Captain. 
Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, we shall see. <laughs> um, right. Uh, any housekeeping that you want to talk through, Rob? Um, let's have a quick look at the league table. As we're recording on Tuesday, we have an up-to-date league table to have a look at. Um, so, our top ten, we've got Scott. It doesn't have a surname, it's just called Scott. Adrian B. Um, both on 553 in 10th place. Um, Ghislaine, uh, 556 in 9th uh, place. Uh, Paul Welsh on 557 in 8th. John Leaf on 560 in 7th. Uh, James Twiddy, um, 562 in 6th. Uh, Thistrick and Rich Kirk, uh, both on 564 in joint 4th. Ryan Campbell on 566 in 3rd. Uh, Deirdre Kane back up to 2nd on 567. And Lewis Chambers in 1st on 568. It's tight up there. Right? The, so the top 8 separated by... What, 11 points? Um, so, yeah, tight up there going for the uh, the inaugural uh, FPL Happy Hour podcast league champion. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's about it, really. <laughs> nothing nothing else to uh, talk about. Thursday, you'll be recording with James on Thursday this week as I'll be at the uh, Genk game, West Ham and Genk in the Europa League. Is that right? Uh, yeah, you're, so you're off to the Ropey League, um, League yeah. uh, to, to Stratford. Um, so yeah, I'll be uh, live on Thursday evening, probably around half nine, ten o'clock. Uh, we'll do a rundown of um, any press conference news, because uh, we'll have most of it um, on Thursday. Um, so yeah, press conference news um, we'll be going through uh, some free hit teams we'll be locked in with our teams um, more or less I think I'll be locked in on Thursday because um, I can see a price rise happening for Lukaku so the decision will probably be made by then um, and yeah, and that's about it and then do oh, and then a Q&A uh, afterwards answering your last minute questions so um, yeah Keep an eye out for the link to that. Uh, be about nine thirty or ten o'clock on Thursday evening. Perfect. Right to the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter at FPL underscore Happy Hour. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, and a number of other podcasts, and our YouTube channel is FPL Happy Hour. Please like, subscribe, share, and all your retweets are appreciated. Until Thursday, have a great have a great week. Cheers, guys. Thank you.